The following program is brought to you by Podcast One Sportsnet. Don't forget to download our new Podcast One app. Rule the day the plant-based way with the new vegan mixed berry from Smoothie King. Powered by whole, non-GMO fruits, oat milk, and vegan protein, it's a dairy-free, plant-based smoothie you can feel great about. With 13 grams of protein and half your daily fiber, it's an easy way to get the essential nutrients your body craves. Skip the line and order online for pickup or delivery. Smoothie King, rule the day. Welcome into the Monday morning edition. We need a real name for this Monday morning thing, like the Monday morning quarterback or something like that. Oh, that's um, a great idea. Has anybody ever thought of that? I don't know. I'll actually – let me hit up Peter King and see what he thinks because um, I think he did that once. He came up with a good name. So we'll uh, we'll have that just in time for next weekend for week 13. But we are going to uh, – I don't know. Maybe we'll talk about week 12, although week 12 kind of sucked. So I think it makes the most sense – to move on to week 13, this is the PFF forecast. Let's rock. Minnesota Vikings reign supreme this evening, so congratulations. Oh yeah, that was fun. Um, yeah, you must have been stoked about that. Yeah, that that I don't know, man. I I still I still think they're a tier or two below everybody else. That's good in the NFC, but uh, good for them to get a win after they uh, couldn't last week. Yeah, congratulations. Mike McCarthy went for it on a fourth down called a miserable play so that's par for the course so he um, lost a, he lost a game this week because of analytics carolina lost a game last week analytics is and to the last two weekends yeah but let's let's not forget of course all the teams that have won games because of analytics like doug peterson and sean McVay. the, the funny and, thing about uh, football it's it's conserved right so for every game that's lost there's also a game that's won so, yeah, just break even to break even sport. Uh, I I was glad that we did the Mike McCarthy fourth and two decision from last week on the broadcast. I think that was warranted, especially based on what transpired in this game. Uh, let's do this. Who do you think is the next coach of the Green Bay Packers? Oh, man. Um, yeah. That's a good one because I think it's probably got to be somebody. So do they go the Le- LeBron route and just get some guy who's just going to be like a doormat and and allow Rodgers to kind of walk all over him, or do they get somebody who's going to like put rot like you know what I'm saying with you know, the football life on on Mike Holmgren. Holmgren was like scared of Joe Montana and like the first day Joe Montana was like you know Mike coach me hard you know what I'm saying. Uh, I don't think Rodgers is that kind of, kind of guy. So I think they probably convince themselves that they need somebody who's a little bit more of like a doormat. So, Okay, who's your doormat of choice? Leslie Frazier. Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay, thank you for that. I was um, – Well, what's your choice, actually? Because I, I, you caught me off well, guard think, there. But that I, I think that that's the type of coach that they're going to go for. That 
yeah, was, I didn't intend to catch you off guard. It was just, it came to me and, and, you know, the moment moved me. I was, uh, after the game was talking to someone in a, an ex, a person at NBC who had an interesting thought, which was if you just had a coach that said, Hey, Aaron, whenever there's a fourth and, and two or three or one or whatever it is, uh, past the 40 yard line, it's your decision. How effective would that be? Like, would he just take charge of the offense? Would he have, would he have these guys practicing things, you know, in practice? Would he have them prepared? And my guess would be yes, because it's Aaron frickin' Rodgers, right? So the idea that you get someone that is a doormat and just gives Aaron Rodgers a lot of free reign, I don't think is a bad idea. So uh, I, I don't, I don't hate that call. But what about, uh, what about like Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury? Ooh, that's interesting. Just put a couple of mad scientists in there and let them. I was just going to say Tyron Lue, because he's like got a he's like free now. David Blatt's still available. Maybe <laughs> Phil Jackson. Phil Jackson comes out of retirement. For what do you think? I mean, do you think that there's because obviously, like we're we like kind of make fun of like people who look at Ro- some things about Rodgers in in a vacuum and compare him to quarterbacks that he has no business com- being compared to. But do you think, I mean, he does look like a difficult player to play for, play with or for, right? I mean, he does he does not look like he nurtures young receivers. He does not, you know what I'm saying? He does, it, it's odd watching him out there because it seems like a lot of things, a lot of things are just a grind. And I want, it's it'd be interesting to me, what percentage of, you know, how, how, much are, how much are we getting out of Rodgers right now as a percent of how much we could be getting? So here's a question for you. Is Aaron Rodgers Kobe Bryant? It's uh, a good question. Um, Maybe he's remarkably physically talented. He's not, he's not a physical specimen, right? Like LeBron, but he might be as, you know, as uh, nuanced and his ability to do things that are like, you know, geometrically hard. Yeah, no, that's a good way to describe. But seems to really struggle with the whole, you know, nurturing players along thing, which makes me think that, in my opinion, the coach that would do the best job with him it obviously has to be someone that's very sure of themselves, but just has to be like, hey, bro, this is I'm the coach. I know my stuff. Here's how we're going to do it. We're going to be on the same page. Right. We're going to yeah. work together, but you can't have the situation. Mike McCarthy, I don't think is nearly as bad of a coach as he's letting on right now. And I think it's because he's own, in his own head. He's got he's dealing, trying to deal with Aaron Rodgers. He's trying to deal with trying to win football games. And the two of them can't coexist. You just can't think about both at the same time. Um, I, I'm trying. It's interesting because the head coaching thing for next season, like you've got Lincoln Riley who's probably going to be sought after by a bunch of teams. Maybe it's not the Cowboys now that they're going to somehow compete in the world's worst division, um, a division where Alabama would be number one. Um, South Alabama would be number one. So it's interesting. I, I don't really know who the, the coaches will be, but you've got to figure that Cleveland makes a hard run at Lincoln Riley. And so I don't really know who else is out there. So it, and, it will be interesting. And unlike Cleveland – you know, unlike some of these other teams, the Jets, unlike 
the I, I was like joking. I was like thinking about you only have to go back like four head coaches before you get to like Lindy and Fonte for the Packers, right? They're a team. They're very much like the Steelers, where like they keep a coach around for a while, you know. And so um, I, it's hard because that they don't they don't typecast very well. Where you know, Vikings kind of go from you know Zimmer was a, Zimmer was kind of a hard ass before him. Leslie Frazier was a doormat before him. You know they they go back and forth. Uh, uh, I just don't know there. Kobe Bryant's an interesting one, right? Because he they won. You know he's averaging mid to mid to upper twenties, right? When they're winning their titles with Shaq, and I and then he leads the league in scoring in sort of the middle of the last decade. But they're not, you know, they're competing, but they're not like you know the world beaters. And then do you think he gets like a sneaky championship in the middle there? You know, Roger, like does Rodgers get a sneaky championship in the middle there, kind of all by himself? Right. I mean, that's the thing. Kobe won two with with Powell and that sort of, you know, they beat the Celtics in seven and it wasn't the most spectacular statistical season uh, on his part. I, I really think that Aaron knows he, he needs to win another one. I don't yeah, think he, it's, he uh, has a very interesting legacy. If he, if his only Super Bowl win is on the back of a 2010 team who gave up 15 points a game. Like that, that team was very balanced, if not defensively strong, stronger than they were offensively. And he just got hot, you know, so it is interesting. It, it does just, it, it made me cringe because I haven't watched a ton of Green Bay this year, but it made me cringe kind of watching that game in the sense that like in the second half, it was really, it was really tough when they got the ball back and we were looking for that backdoor cover. It was just like kind of like that whole drive. It's just like, ah, oh, man, this is going to be, if we're, if we're going to get this, it's going to be a grind. When he made that throw, he stepped up in the pocket and, and threw that dime to, I believe it was St. Brown. And I was, I just looked over and, you know, to the people that were next to me, I was like, this is going to be a Aaron Rodgers game. This is going to be yeah, one of those. The first half, be- first few drives. Beautiful Aaron Rodgers games. And it, I jinxed him clear, clearly. I put the kibosh on him and it was all downhill from there. Okay. Last question about, this topic because I think this is maybe the only interesting thing from this day. If there was a head coach that could be hired away, who do you think it could be? Like that a current head coach, because there's obviously yeah. not a lot of coordinators out there. Um well, you know, obviously the the one the sneaky name I'm gonna give out is Pat Shermer. Ooh. Because I think Pat Shermer is doing a heck of a job with the New York Giants. And it's going kind of unnoticed because of the wins and losses. But um, I think Pat Shermer has that kind of like demeanor. He always he always strikes me as somebody who's easily, easily, easy to work with. And he's doing a good job in New York, I think. Wow, that's interesting. I hadn't thought of that one. What about you? Um, I mean, obviously the McVeighs and all those guys. But I, I would say Pat Shermer would be somebody that would intrigue me if I was Green Bay. Yeah, I don't, I don't think McVeigh is going anywhere. Um, man, wouldn't it be funny to see Belichick go? I know, man. I, I obviously, I, you know, that makes probably even more sense than one, you know, Cleveland, which is the name, the, the group I keep. Right. Okay. But what, so, okay. So I ask about Belichick really thinking, it, do you think they would consider McDaniel and, so my my question is, would, would McDaniel 
potentially make that move? Would Green Bay potentially consider him? And why would it be the worst match imaginable pairing with Daniel with Aaron Rodgers? You think it would be uh, interesting? I don't think McDaniels has – I do not think he has got the – I'm I'm struggling for the right word that won't get bleeped out, but he does not strike me as the personality that will – foster the right culture with Aaron Rodgers and make the connection with Aaron Rodgers. I just, yeah, that seems so that seems so damning to Rodgers, right? Because he clearly can make the, you know another player who it's damning in, in my opinion to McDaniels. I I, I don't I, I think that says way more about McDaniels than Rodgers. Oh, that's interesting. I you know obviously I mean I don't New England's offense hasn't been great this year, but it does but they seem to make he seems to make it work with Brady and Brady to me, seems every bit as prickly as Rodgers. It just doesn't. It just doesn't seem as. It just doesn't seem as uh, explicit, you know. And I think maybe I. I don't know. My my impression is that that's because that's a more well-oiled machine. Whereas, like, it seems like McCarthy and Rodgers, for example, are just hanging each other out to dry, back and forth, back and. You know what I'm saying? So, I don't know. That's fair. Um, Okay, so what I want to hear from the seven people that are listening now is what is the best comparison to a player from another sport with Aaron Rodgers? Because I think Kobe Bryant is pretty decent. Barry Bonds might be another good one. Um, Not saying that uh, Aaron Rodgers has ever done performance-enhancing drugs. One one person's head was big, literally, and the other's was big, figuratively. I love Aaron Rodgers, man. I I think he's a cool dude, and I am. support a lot of things he does by the way if you are listening and you have not yet given to support some of the wildfires in california you should do so um whether or not you agree with how aaron Rodgers and his family are towards each other uh let's get into next week's games because this is what actually might entice some people listening to this stupid podcast let's start with thursday night the new orleans saints facing the red hot <laughs> red hot dallas cowboys the Cowboys still suck, correct? Yes, he's still Dak up quarterback. Yeah, that's right. A backup quarterback won that game. He's still the Dak up quarterback, yeah. I, um, so I, I think Amari Cooper obviously adds something to that offense. And, you know, because before they literally just could not get explosive plays, and he clearly is able to do that for them. Um, be that as it may, we were talking. We were talking privately. I mean, I think we even talked on the air a few times. It's going to be. I I have to see New Orleans not cover one of these numbers before I back the other team, right? Yes. So this is what seven and a half right now. Dallas is at home. It's a it's a seven and a half point spread. Um, come on, man. The the Cowboys are not that good. The the thing with the Cowboys is that. Jerry Jones deserves this. He deserves uh, these guys to play well enough that he extends them all and the whole thing repeats itself where yes. it's like yes. you've you've got this like seven-year stretch where they sort of compete, but not really. It's, it's, uh, it's destined to happen. I know it's going to happen. He's going to extend Dak. He's going to pay Amari Cooper all this money. They're going to have Zeke. They're, their O-line is going to get a little bit worse. And they're just going to struggle through this crappy division unless the Giants get uh, a new quarterback. And, you know, 
I guess Philly will be there, but um, seven and a half is so much shade towards Cole McCoy, man. I know, right? Seven and a half is high, but there's no way that I'm on the other side of that. I think there's just no way, right? So like they were trolling the Falcons the other night. Like there's no, like there's no way. It's just like okay, I'm just gonna throw a touchdown to four undrafted players because why not? Like it was, it was completely, it was that. New Orleans can basically pick the score of a game now. And and yeah, I, yeah. I know it's like Thursday night, but they're both teams are coming off of normal rest. They both get like these secondary buys. Um if Dallas can somehow win this game, they are, you know, firmly they get basically a second bye week. They're firmly in the in the conversation for the playoffs in the NFC East. But I don't think that they will. They'll probably fall to six and six, in which case uh the Monday night game, which we'll talk about I think a little bit later, will have a ton of meaning. Yes, can't wait. Tess, Witt, Bugs. By the way, Tennessee, Houston tonight. That, that game has moved. That line has moved three points since we printed it at six and a half on Friday. Tennessee was a gimme, just like the Browns were. Uh, next game is the Bears at the Giants. There is no spread on this yet, so let's pick it. Uh, let's assume Trubisky plays. And the reason I'm going to say assume Trubisky plays is that if he doesn't, he's going to lose his job because Chase Daniel is going to play better than him for the second <laughs> straight week and they're going to roll with Chase. So what should the spread be in this game? Uh, I think I think it goes six and a half. Wow. I think that they entice the hook here. Um, they want people to bet on Chicago. New York's plucky. Um and so I think that they, I think that the, their Vegas side will be the Giants, but they're going to entice people to try to bet on the the uh, Chicago Bears here. Yeah, that's too high. I'm going to go. I'm going to go five and a half. So, so uh, Trubisky is Trubisky going to go all Josh Freeman 2013 against the Giants? And should, can you imagine his passes into that wind? I, the Giants are bad. They should have won that game. <laughs> against Philly. Thank God they didn't. Um, I'll be very interested to see where this where this line starts. I would guess that um, that it, this is a harder one to peg for Vegas. I would guess that they sort of throw a dart and it moves a little bit. Mm-hmm. Cardinals, Packers. Yeah, just this line hasn't been updated because they just played. They just played. So what do you think it'll be? Um, I'll okay. go first. Green yeah, Bay go ahead. ten. Wow. Okay. Um, that's that's aggressive, but I don't mind it. I would say probably more in the seven and a half range. All right. Well, a lot of people are going to bet on Green Bay because. Do you think? Do you think? I mean, so so Rosen played a nice like three minutes of a game <laughs> against the Chargers, and they were up ten nothing. And then, of course, the wheels fell off. Um, do you think Green Bay? Like, I guess Green Bay's at home, so okay. I don't know though. I just you're welcome. You and Thank I, you. you and I were discussing Green Bay's <laughs> playoff chances and how we were we were we were basically different than like FPI and all these other places and. I think I was I I can't I kept coming back to to the idea that hey look our preseason projection for Green Bay was seven point nine wins they are not good even if they beat Minnesota tonight you know they're they're not you know but I do know I do think Arizona is a, is another 
degree of bad. So yeah, okay, minus ten. Go for it. Thank you. Glad I won one argument today. A game that man, this would have had a very different spread at the beginning of the season. Yes. Jacksonville hosting the Colts. Jacksonville somehow, weirdly, with a crappy quarterback and a team that relied on a strong defense, have hugely regressed. I can't believe this. I'm stunned. If you bet they're under, you already you already cashed. Just take it to take it to the bank. Jacksonville favored by three and a half. Or sorry, <laughs> three and a half that's, point home that's dogs. A, that's about where you would have put it. Um, e- this is easily a seven. Uh, point swing from probably where it would have been. Actually, probably even more so. This is probably yeah. a five. Jacksonville's probably favored by five. This is opening week. Um, so Jacksonville getting three and a half points. I love the Bills this week because the Jags basically emptied the tank. Now their season is totally over. Yeah. So do, the question is, do they have any pride, or is this no. like the wheels? Continue? This is a quit. This is a quit situation. They they were basically a. They had Moncrief caught the ball, landed on the pylon, and then they they called it a touchdown, turned it back, but like three people got ejected. They miss they they miss on three attempts from the one, miss a field goal, and they get hawked down from behind by Buffalo. If that doesn't like just rip out your soul, right? I mean, I don't know what does. Indianapolis is on the completely other side of the coin, right? We talked about after we said, hey, look, if they can go to Oakland and win, they have three consecutive home games, and we're looking at six and five coming out of that. They It was a struggle today against Miami, but they came out of it with a W, right? There's six. I mean, these teams could not be moving in opposite directions, the the only thing that that this makes me wonder though is that that hook three and a half. I think a lot of people are going to just say, "Hey, lay all the points with Indy, lay all the points with Indy." It's such a moving in opposite directions thing, but I don't know, man. It's to me, it's Indy or nothing. Yes, I agree with you there. It's certainly Indy or nothing, and I would sort of lean towards nothing here. Yeah, just... I th- I hope we have a no pick for Green Line just because I think that it's going to be. It might be a game that ends a field goal just because. Just because the the, the how it works. sort of eked out a win against a crappy Dolphins team. I don't know. Um, Did you have any faith that Tannehill was going to pull that game out in the fourth quarter? No, it's like the opposite of like I, I was. I was atheist with, with respect to Tannehill. I had as much faith in Tannehill coming or figuring out a way to win that game as I did in the Colts covering like nine and a half or whatever that yeah, line yeah, that was. was a gimme too. I just in hindsight, so like that was one that you pushed for pretty hard at like super contest and on the Pieva picks and I'm like, Oh man, I I I hate this too because it's like I all I can all I can't get over is the fact that like you know, Miami came to Cincy Vegas and was up 17-0 and couldn't even cover seven points or whatever. That was three years ago. It was. By the way, that ago. that brings me to one in 27 on picks that I have pushed for this this year. So I'm on a hot streak. You are on a means, hot streak. Which means one and oh, my last one. <laughs> I'm on fire. Cleveland at Houston. Um, the Houston Texans have not lost a game in forever yeah. and play today. So there's no line out. 
If you look Let's at assume... bet on bet online, the line is actually minus five Houston. I did dig this up. Okay, if it's so, if it's minus five Houston, which side are you going on? Cleveland. Yeah. Right. I mean, Cleveland's kind of hot. Well, Cleveland's defense is actually, you know, I, I, it would have been interesting to see if AJ Green had played today because I, I do think that that would have been a different challenge. Um, but they get after the passer. Denzel Ward is a good cover man. You know, they're they're not terrible on the other, you know, at safety and at linebacker. But I do think that they can kind of contain the offense for Houston. And then, I mean, I Baker Mayfield was horrific. I mean, honestly, if Cleveland didn't like just take their foot off the gas in the whole second half, it would have been, I mean, he could have thrown for six touchdowns today. And he, all he's just, I, I've never seen a quarterback that young, so composed in the pocket, but like nothing really rattles him. I'm going to go ahead and guess. So I actually think Houston has a decent chance in that game. Um, but my guess is that Watson will be impressive and that'll, that'll cause the, the hype that Houston has had building continue to build and people sort of forget about the Baker thing that happened, you know, in an early game on Sunday. Yeah. So I think this is more like six and a half uh, when the line actually gets um, released everywhere. I think it's more like six and a half. Um, In which case I really like the Browns. Here's my thing though. The Browns are young. They have no head coach. They just won this big game against Hugh Jackson. Like, that was the game, right? They wanted to kick the crap out of Hugh Jackson, and I think we were both on that. Um, yeah, the week again, to prepare, you know, with the new offensive coordinator. Yeah, again, one for twenty-seven. But I don't know. I'm not. I'm not super excited to jump on the the Cleveland bandwagon at this moment, though. I think that's the right side for sure. Yeah, Houston will be interesting tonight. I think I think that there's a real chance Houston just loses the game outright. Yes, and yes. and hence it'll be interesting to see what the line comes out as. Um, but yeah, uh, if if they're ever going to get under eight and a half wins, which was one of our picks this year, uh, they're going to have to lose not only tonight but also to Cleveland. Good point. Good math there. Carolina at Tampa Bay. God, this game sucks. Tampa Bay getting four. Carolina played in one Carolina played in one of the better games of this weekend, losing to Seattle at home. It was a big game. Honestly, Seattle's already eclipsed their win total this year at six and five. I mean, I was told that they were a four and twelve team. Um and, and uh, you know, honestly that throw that, that Russell Wilson made on fourth down, I it just took some it's way both stay Russ is what it was. And uh and, and Carolina's defense I think became a little bit exposed uh today. Or yesterday, I guess. Now it's Monday. Um, does that does that bode well for Tampa? Tampa is a four point dog at home. They have a very explosive offense. If they can, you know, if Jameis can keep from turning the ball over, I do think that they can keep up with Carolina. I think that Carolina absolutely destroys Tampa Bay in this game. The uh, point that I wanted to make about Seattle is this. Do you think that um, – so I should say I think that it is a dead giveaway that Ciara – Sierra Ciara Sierra? I'm not quite sure. I should know this. I'm going to go with Sierra. Sierra certainly watches football, right? Because there's no way that she would marry Russell Wilson if she didn't watch football. 
Because like that throw on fourth down, yeah, right, right, was like the sexiest thing imaginable. But you see Russell Wilson talk after the game, and it's like, holy god, right? It's it's Lois Lane. It's Lois Lane loves loves Superman, but not Clark Kent. Right. Exactly. That's exactly it. Um, Kudos to Pete Carroll for making that decision to go for it. And then that's the beautiful thing about it is that. Going for it doesn't just mean that you could convert, right? There's all these different possibilities, and um, we, we saw a nice bright side. That was a beautiful throw. Carolina I missed a fourth down in inside the five early in the game, so analytics cost them another game. That's true. God, analytics, brutal. Analytics, I love it. You know, math, however, undefeated. Okay, we're going to pass on a couple games here. Buffalo at Miami, no one cares. Um, uh. Miami is six-point favorites. Which side would you go on? We'll just go real quick. Buffalo. Same. Cincy hosting the Denver Broncos. Uh, is there – oh, Andy Dalton's hurt. If yeah. Jeff, if Jeff Driscoll plays, what should the line be on this game? If if Jeff Driscoll and A.J. Green play, what should the line be on this game? Um, I'm going to throw some Dalton shade out here, but it's going to be Bengals minus two and a half. Ooh, I was going to say Bengals minus three, but I think minus two and a half is right. I'm, I'm with you there. Uh, the Broncos. Denver, Denver east, west to east is just a completely different outfit. I would actually say that if Jeff Driscoll starts, that there's a chance this is a pick em, in which case I really like the Bengals. Yeah, we have to get the Bengals over five and a half one of these weeks. Atlanta hosting the Ravens. The Falcons are favored by three. Um or no, that's what our number would be. Is there no line out on this game for some reason? Uh, I think it's because of the Flacco, Jackson. Oh, no, I found it. It is it is Falcons plus three at home now. Oh, wow. wow. You know, so this, this is this is a trap. This is another trap that we're gonna be you know, we're gonna be mute. Should we take the Falcons again? Detroit hosting the Rams. Detroit a nine and a half point underdog at home to the Rams. Amazing. I mean, lay the points with the Rams. The the Detroit Lions. I don't know, man. This it was the Staffordest thing ever to throw that pick to like lose the game on Thanksgiving. I thought. Yeah, nine and a half is a super high number. It's so tough because we're at the point in the season where there's such a huge difference between the good teams and the bad teams, and it's like. But these bad teams should just the wheels should have come off the bus. They should be roaming around, you know, picking at weeds in the field. Like put them out to pasture. Quick, they are quick question: garbage. What has to happen for Matt Patricia to be a one and done head coach? Uh, what has already happened? Okay, so in your mind, right? In your mind, you on merit alone, you go on with this. So this was this is the conversation I was having with someone tonight after the game, which is. If you're paying a quarterback this much money and they're not winning games, then I like the quarterback or the coach, someone has one of those guys has to be gone because you can win five games with just anybody. Well, no, Jim Caldwell, three of the last four years, had a winning record with this exact quarterback. So (laughs) it's it's been done before, guys. And. And the, the thing with Patricia is I get it if 
you're tearing the thing down and building it back up, right? I get that. Oh, if you're Gruden? Yeah, if you're as smart as Gruden. Right, but you're not, but like there's nothing, that, what are the Lions doing where you're like, oh yeah, that makes some sense that they're doing this. Like they traded Golden Tate. I don't really get, like their defense, there's nothing redeemable about their defense right now. Like what are they doing that's like, oh yeah, that's that's with an eye towards the future. Or what are they, I mean, Kenny Galladay is a nice player, but he was drafted by a different regime and it doesn't look, and like they're running the ball more you know, would be they're they're basically just orchestrating far more third and longs now. Like that's not a, an approach. That's a that's a commitment to being tough, you know, on some imaginary scoreboard. Yeah. That being said, if this is nine and a half, ten, this is ten. It's the you know, West Coast team going to play a crappy team. They've got to travel. It's a morning game. I don't know. It is a one o'clock Eastern time. Yes, road team coming off a bye is also a nice like. We were that's Rams here, and then Kansas City going to Oakland. I'm far less worried about Kansas City playing Oakland because Oakland is a special kind of bad, (laughs) a special kind of stink. There is a beautiful aroma that John Oakland Oakland was covering that game easy today against the Ravens, and we're just like, you know what? Nope. Just got to make sure that we lose this game, and that's exactly what they did. 15 is a lot. I'm not advocating that you bet on the Chiefs, but I'm also not advocating that you bet on the Raiders. It's kind of a dead number, especially because on, on, on some places, the minus 15 is even money. So, like, you're basically mm. – so there obviously are people betting on Oakland. Oakland did win at home in this spot last year on a last second – like. Remember they had like four plays with no time left on the clock and uh, all those drops. Uh, But I don't see Kansas city blowing this one, especially now that the AFC picture is a little cleaner now with, with uh, Pittsburgh losing today and uh, the chargers losing last week. I think Kansas city sees a big opportunity here to secure the one seed. Oh, do you? The jets at the Titans in Nashville, the Titans, uh, I guess there's no line on this because who knows what crap quarterback the Jets are going to play. Uh, what would you go with this line? These games suck. There's what four good games yeah. this week? Yeah, I guess now that now that Minnesota New England's a game. Um, but yeah, the the I I would say Titans minus seven and a half. Sure. Depends upon how they play tonight too. Yeah. Uh. Minnesota at New England. Is there? Did you find a line for this or no? Uh, yeah, I did actually. Uh, it's six and a half New England, which is okay. too many. Too many. You are you are on board. I, I agree with you. We will Sorry. be on the green line. Will be on New England though. Let's be let's be real frank about the way that this model has has looked in the past. Okay, let me make the case for New England. The Minnesota Vikings played a bad Green Bay Packers team yes. at home. Yep. And almost let them cover if a great like if a quarterback made a freaking wide open throw, they cover. Um it's in New England. Xavier Rhodes is out. Yeah. If there's one team that can take advantage of Mackenzie Alexander, they targeted Mackenzie Alexander like twice tonight. I know. It was embarrassing. I mean the whole thing was embarrassing. Yeah. What are you doing? Uh, Tom Brady is not going to hold on to the ball for three seconds to drop back. 
He's not going to take five sacks when you blitz him twice. Um, they're also going to they're also going to leave Laquan Treadwell wide open. Like they're not going to cover the Vikings straight up here either offensively. Yeah, you wouldn't. You don't need to cover a traffic cone. Well, and not only that, like he has hands like a traffic cone too. So like, and Kirk He's does a, not seem Kirk does not seem hesitate to hesitate to throw to him either, which is weird given his ability to not catch the ball. Kirk Cousins has the best huddle pep talks. They're <laughs> so good. It's the greatest thing. They are. You guys are all here for a reason. If I if I saw one of those, I'm not proclaiming to be some sort of like psych, you know, psychic wizard here, but just having lived in the world, I can tell you that listening to one of his pep talks tells you he's not worth $84 million guaranteed. That is what I had to say. The crazy thing about Cousins, though, is he has days, games like he did against the Packers where, like, if everything goes right, he's brilliant, right? Great. Yep. Um, but I, I just disagree with you. When's the last time a quarterback had everything come together get, uh, for him against the Patriots? Matt Ryan in the first half of the Super Bowl. <laughs> There's that. So, yes, I, I believe that uh, the Patriots are the right side of that. And I think I think I don't know that people are are sold on the Patriots yet, sort of like you are. Uh, the Seahawks hosting the Niners. This was going to be a great game that I was going to be at. Not anymore. Uh, Minus Seahawks ten. Ten point favorites. This By is, the way, this is what Seahawks, Seahawks Twitter look great. This is so Seahawks Twitter was the equivalent of the analytics person that took the ELO rating at the beginning of the year and used a linear regression on wins and came up with seven. Whereas, you know, us, we actually look at the, who is on the schedule and the number of simulations where San Francisco isn't good. And Seattle has two gimmies here at the end of the year, right? Okay. So you're going to go gimme. Well, it's not Jimmy. It, it's gimme. Gimme that Jimmy. Nick Mullins is bad. The Niners are bad. I do think the Niners got caught in a little bit of an unfortunate situation with what happened. I think that's probably a tough, you know, the early game on the other side, you're one of your best players, you know, they have to call an ambulance apparently for um, yeah, what happened. Not, not like, funny at all. Happened, yeah. It happened at the hotel. Like I've got to imagine that was a pretty jarring situation. Um, Why well, and and Marquise Goodwin was out for personal reasons, right? There was yeah. Garcon was. I mean that that team. As much as we like to joke around about, you know, some of the the Al Shanahan, the elegant tank and everything, that team is going through a quite a bit of adversity. Um, so, and I, <clears throat> that's what I'm saying. I, I think there was a ton of simulations this year where San Francisco was a team that ended up being disappointing. And for many reasons, that's the way it's been. And so if you look at Seattle, if you were saying, oh, they're a 4-12 and team, they're the team that's going to be picking number one in the draft next year, I don't think you foresaw the fact that you you get in your five games left, you get Arizona once and San Francisco twice, I believe, right? So if you thought Seattle was going to have the number one pick, you are basically trying to be Skip Bayless and failing. Pittsburgh hosting the San Diego Superchargers, the Los Angeles Clippers of Anaheim, Philip Rivers, and all 35 of his children make a trip to Pittsburgh. Uh, 
do you think Ben Roethlisberger has as many children as Philip Rivers does? Oh, um, so in, in, in math, we would call this part of the, the hidden process. So there's an observation mm-hmm. operator. You multiply by the vector. And so, you know, Philip Rivers' kids are all explicit. Big Ben's, some of whom are, are implicit, uh, obviously. Uh, so I don't know. I have to invert that matrix, and I'm just not sure I can at this, at this hour. Um, but uh, my guess is no, but uh, there's a big, wide uh, confidence interval around that no. I'm just shaking my head here. That that there were there are five people that were listening to this, and now <laughs> now there are zero. Oh man! I was like, that was, I was like, is this gonna stop? No. That, that, that's no, like when people more. were congratulating me for being like the first one of my cousins to have kids. I'm like, are we sure? It's like basically <laughs> the joke I said first. That's smart. Okay, uh, Pittsburgh. Uh, do we have a line on this? Uh, let me make. Sh- yeah, we do. It's uh, three and a half Pittsburgh. Ooh, I thought it was gonna be three. I would have guessed three. Um, so I guess that tells you where I would be at. I think the Chargers are the better team. And, I don't uh, disagree. So I, I think at three and a half, the Chargers are the right pick. Philip Rivers is better than Ben Roethlisberger. The supporting casts, I don't think, are that different. I think Pittsburgh has the slight edge offensively, but their defense is not nearly as talented, especially with Bosa. Yeah. And, and, um, Pittsburgh, one of Pittsburgh's issues today was that they had a guy playing right tackle who should not be playing right tackle for an NFL team. So, yeah, no, I I don't disagree with this. I think that this line is only where it is because of the Chargers history of just letting people down. Yep. So I'm going to go ahead and fade that. Yeah, because they're a different team. This will be one of my. This would be one of the picks that I would grab early at three and a half because I think it gets to three. Yep. Yep. Last, but actually. Least. It's, yeah. <laughs> definitely could be least. Philly <laughs> welcoming in the corpse of the Washington Spreadskins. <sighs> the Eagles are favored by seven after being utterly terrible against the Giants. Well, no, if you'd cut that game in half. The, the Eagles beat the Giants by ni- 19, was it? So I think I think right. this is an overreaction to the one half of Eagles football that was actually halfway D's. Okay, so you think Washington getting seven is the right move? It is now six and a half. I think there's been some money since I prepped for this that has come in apparently on the, the breadsticks. But, um, man, I... The Eagles are kind of like the Packers to me, where everything is just an absolute grind, you know. And even though even though Cole McCoy is starting at quarterback for Washington, the Eagles have the Eagles next in line to play cornerback for the Eagles is you, uh, with your bum hamstring. So, hey, actually, I I ran some sprints the other day. I'm feeling pretty good. So the over under for this game is 44. I don't. So I'm making the same stupid argument that I made for Washington at Dallas on thir- last Thursday. Um, but essentially, you know, Washington's getting rest. Uh, the over/under is not very tall, which I, I makes me think that the Washington can keep it within a score here. 
in which case six and a half is rough, but at seven, I would, I would probably take Washington. Yeah, I don't disagree with you. The only thing is that Colt McCoy will melt uh, at the first sign of Fletcher Cox. Interesting. He won't gallop? <laughs> no. Uh, but I like that. I like where your head's at. Um, this wraps up. This concludes another crappy week. Of there football? Are some good games. There are some good games. This is actually... Here's the thing. Uh, this is why this is why gambling is great because there are some really crappy games on the schedule and they can become really interesting because you can compete in a way that, you know, is yep. so derivative of the actual score of the game. So, um Thank God. Yeah, I think <laughs> if not, we'd be struggling. I mean, yeah, because like low key, right? Like so, New Orleans, Dallas, it's probably two playoff teams. Minnesota, New England, probably two playoff teams. Pittsburgh, you know, uh, Los Angeles Chargers, Washington, Philly, those are okay. Denver, Cincinnati, those team, the winner is probably firmly in playoff hunt. In the AFC, the losers probably eliminated. So there's there's some some compellingness there. But as you said, I think like Cleveland, Houston's kind of a you know, not a great game overall, but as a, from a betting perspective, it's probably going to be super interesting. So, as you said, I think uh, uh, that's what that's the added wrinkle here from a quarterback perspective. Yeah. It's actually, really interesting. All right, that's what we've got. We'll be back with you on Thursday uh, for a little more analysis and, of course, some questions from the dark web. In the meantime, head to profootballfolks.com, get yourself a PFF Elite subscription where you can get all of the great content that we have, including PFF Greenline, Premium Stats, version 2, all that stuff. Eric, get some sleep, and uh, see you on the flip side. See ya. Have you been wanting to lose weight and get healthy? Now's the perfect time to start Nutrisystem. Enjoy your favorite foods made healthier, delivered free to your door. Right now, you can get Uniquely Yours Ultimate, our most complete foolproof plan at an amazing price. Order today and save 50%, plus get an extra $40 off. Go to Nutrisystem.com slash save and discover what millions of people already know. Nutrisystem works. Limitations apply. See website for full offer details.